if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello, and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Alonzo. Today, my guest is Violet Myers. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here because, like I told you earlier, I'm a big Hello Kitty girl. I love Sanrio. I always have um, for the past, probably, my daughter's 19. For her first birthday party, she had a big Hello Kitty cake. Oh, when she was little and um, I've been a big Hello Kitty girl since I've been young and I you are a big anime person. So I under I get you. I understand you. But my generation, we didn't have anime. And um, I want you to break it down and I want you to school me on it because I'm old vieja and I don't know. <laughs> OK, so if I could describe anime in simpler terms is Japanese cartoons. Oh, that's all it is. <laughs> that's all it is? Yeah, the, the only difference I would say is they're a little bit more intense. The, the process to be a voice actor for these animes uh -huh. are pretty tedious, I would say. You have to go to school for it. And it's not like there's auditions. I mean, there's auditions for it, but you kind of have to like go through the school process to get chosen to be in an anime. And so they the go to school in Japan. Yes, correct. Okay. Be fluent in Japanese. Oh, so that's pretty simple. That's the most, I thought it was like a brand for some reason, but it's no Pacific brand. It is kind of like a genre when it comes to cartoons mm. but anime because there's also american anime there's chinese there's korean ones but the most famous one is the japanese genre because of the shows that the japanese people have in anime that make it so popular in the western states now the um what's it uh the moon who's the moon uh sailor moon sailor moon okay i remember yes. her okay yes. she is She's an OG anime character. Okay, she's an OG. She's been in the 90s, since the 90s. Okay, that's why I probably know her. I feel, yeah. is she the most common, most popular one then? Yes, she's really one of the most popular anime characters because of her brand too. Because Sailor Moon has done collabs with like, I think they did a collab with Miu Miu or one of those like designer brands. And they made like Sailor Moon boots, like of her actual boots. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, Sailor Moon is like 
I would say one of the most iconic anime characters for like the female brand. Because then there's Dragon Ball Z, which is like the huge, huge anime too. Oh, okay. So this is my daughter's shirt. Yes. This is the shirt one time. Hold on. Let me pull it out for you. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, my daughter, you know, my kids throw out clothes and I wore this and people go, so this is Dragon Ball Z, right? That's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That's well, technically that's Dragon Ball. That's like the first, that's like the first Dragon Uh Ball anime series before they extended into like other ones but that's like the that's like the og that show came out in the 90s okay which that was the time yeah oh okay that which was the time that you were growing so this is stuff that you grew up with that you just like watching it so that's why it's popular with your generation yeah so on cartoon network at sir after a certain time they would play toonami and that was like the uh I wouldn't say adults because uh-huh. it was just like Japanese cartoons. So then they, they would play like um, Naruto. They would play Dragon Ball Z, Inu Yashua, Yu Yu Hakusho. They would show like those shows at night. And oh. yeah, so that's how a lot of people, like a lot of us got into anime because we would stay up late and just mm-hmm. to watch those shows. But we didn't know it was anime. We just thought it was cartoons because they didn't advertise it as anime. So when we grew up, we realized, oh, it is called anime. It's its own thing. It's separate from American television. Oh, that makes... Okay, so yeah, because I remember my kids watching Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Um, but Pikachu... And in, in, uh, what's it? Pikachu... Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay, mm-hmm. what is Pokemon. Pokemon is an anime as well. Um, that one is like another Sailor Moon too, because that show's been going on for I think since the two late nineties, early two thousands. So that's a show we all grew up with, and I think they would even show that like on the like not even cable shows. Like I think I would watch that like on the non cable shows. Because I remember that Pikachu, my old since like two thousand two. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. That show's okay. been since I was a kid. Oh, okay. So Sailor Moon, Pikachu, uh, what was it? Pokemon. Because the cards are so expensive. Yes. The Yu-Gi-Oh! 2 was another one. That was like mm-hmm. another card game. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, so now this all makes sense because for me growing up, it was in the mall. They would have the Sanrio shop. And yeah. I used to love going in there and seeing all the Hello Kitty stuff. And now here I am older and I still go there's a store in New York called five below or whatever and they'll have hello kitty stuff and I'm there with these 19 year old girl like these young girls did you find total strangers (laughs) looking for hello kitty like crazy I remember the Sanrio stores too because my mom was a Sanrio girly too Uh uh-huh and so was my so was my tia so we would go to the Sanrio stores and like my mom would get like the mystery bags. I used to always get the little bubble gum that they would sell too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I liked Choco Cat. I did. Oh, okay. The you little like the- penguin one too. The yes. Penguin. I yeah. had the bathroom one time, the penguin. I remember I put the decorated the cat. The penguin? Yeah, the penguin was the whole bathroom. I forgot. What- yeah, I don't one know time- the character's name. Yeah, the Hello Kitty, she's been the main one that I've always yes, yeah. like obsessed over because it was very feminine. It was cute go- growing up with the Sanrio, but there was no cartoon. That, yeah. 
So it totally makes sense. Now Now I understand your generation, why so many people um, love anime. And and uh, that makes total sense. Because then I was going to go to uh, the New York Comic Con and I was going to, somebody told me there's a lady that wears black that puts uh, like a tattoo in the middle. Mm-hmm. And well, she wears black. She has a tattoo in the middle and long black gloves. Karomi? For, she's an anime character. I don't know. I have she the whole a tattoo in the middle. She has. She wears black gloves. She yeah. It's some. Um, I have the whole thing, and I never ended up. I I was. I don't know why I was like. Let me not go to the com. I was like, because I I wanted to go, but the, you know how you get kind of psyched up. You want to go somewhere, and then you get kind of like, oh yeah. not today. Antisocial. Yeah. yeah. I get <laughs> and I. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and plus it's New York Comic Con, so it's going to be crazy. And then I, then I yeah. felt like, because I'm kind of scared of certain millennials, um, certain ones, certain, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, then it's like you do something wrong and you get like, because when I had that, when I wore this shirt for the TikTok, all of a sudden people were putting comments and I, I didn't understand what they were mm-hmm. like talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm just wearing my, and I kept the shirt because my kids were throwing it out. Like, oh okay yeah you didn't want to throw it away I was like no this is a good shirt I can like you know what I'm saying like they're like oh I don't want this no more and so oh well but yeah now that you now it totally makes sense um and I feel kind of like it's just a genre so it's a genre not just a genre but now you got to go to Japan right did you get to go explore the stores how was that Oh, yeah, I definitely was. I went to Aki. It's like a huge, I'm just saying, it's called Aki Hibaro or something like that, if uh-huh. I'm mispronouncing it. But I just say Aki because it's a little bit easier. Uh-huh. And it's a huge, huge like area in Japan where it's all anime. There's like billboards in the sky, the whole buildings are all anime. And um, it's just like a bunch of anime figure stores, manga. Um, the, the biggest sex store is there. It's like 12 stories. Um, there's a lot of stuff in that area. So when I went to Japan, I made sure that we did the photo shoot in that area. So I can like also shop around, but also definitely get some work done too, which I liked. Vixen made sure that it they catered to not just me, but everyone too. So even though we're doing the photo shoot, we're still shopping too. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. And they knew you were able to like, like, that's your niche. That's your, like your style. Yes. Uh-huh. My whole room is like all anime. Like I, co- I have some figures in here that I got from Japan too. Um, it's just something that like really makes me happy. And um, I learned so many lessons watching anime too. Cause a lot of the shows are very mature. Like they're like for a mature audience. Mm-hmm. So um, I just draw like to the characters a lot uh what's your favorite character you say you have I would say a character that I've like really grown to really love um that I can relate to I think there's so many but if I can like think of one like from the top of my head is um her name's Toru and she's Uh from Kobayashi she's like she's a dragon maid she's her parents like kicked her out and um she ended up coming to earth and she lives in japan and she met like a she fell in love with a human so her personality and everything is like very loving kind of like a mom so i kind of just drew care like care for that character 
Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, you have that your favorite little one when you're it's funny when you watch. Yeah, you <laughs> when you watch cartoons as a kid, and I think back when I did watch it, you do learn certain ones you learn less than or so, certain ones are just entertaining. But, you know, as you become an adult, sometimes like those childhood memories that you had and the thing, you know, the things that you were interested, like I love I, I do have mem- that mystery. I was buying the mystery thing when I was like in a teen as a teen um, from Sanrio. But it's like it's just cool bringing it back. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I also listen. I did a little research and um, I have to say one thing. I really like that morning after podcast that you have. Thank you. It's really, I was, I put it, because I tried doing research, you know, I was like, let me, I go, the anime, you can explain to me, okay? (laughs) And and that, you did a good job. I was like, but um, I said, let me do a little bit more research. I And when I do research, I want to dive into some of the things that I think is, um, I sat there and I watched, I watched the episode about single parent and I started crying. Um, I thought it was very beautiful. It was a very good episode. Um, I wanted to immediately show my daughters and be like, look how good because <laughs> I did sex work to support them because, to, you yeah. know, I was a single parent, but it was kind of good. It opened up my eyes because like my kids can't really, you know, like it, sometimes it's harder for me as a parent to listen to them. So it was a very good episode because um, the way you guys were talking and then some of the questions, I just couldn't believe the maturity you guys had. Um mm-hmm. And and I was like, whoa, like, and, and um, you know, it was very, very, very good. And I love your, uh, is she, Camille's her name, your co-host? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took to her right away, too. And I just think it was a great, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the male. Gabe. Oh, Gabe. Gabe. Um, yeah. I was very impressed with him, too. I was like, this is, this is what for podcasts for Generation, is it Z? Z, right? Generation Z, yeah. Gen yeah, Z. they need. I was telling somebody that Generation Z really needs like a good podcast to listen to because sometimes, like, Joe Rogan is like over, you know, for young adults that just hit 18 to 21 and the stuff, you know, especially that generation, um, you know, they've been through a lot with COVID, with everything else. And then you're, you know, they're finally becoming an adult going through all that. They need some positive role models. And I thought this is the perfect podcast, like for that. And then me tuning in as like <laughs> the mother, I was like listening in and I was like, wow, I like this because you, I, I, I've had a, I've had some bad experience with younger people. Um, sometimes <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm young, but I mean like younger, like the teenager, like, um, group i've had some you've had young um encounters yeah yeah what what happened what uh may i ask what happened with your um they're just like i feel like the younger generation a little bit because they've had everything to with them like the phones the ipads Mm -hmm. you know they're just on social they're especially with the covid too happening i think they're socially unaware of how they approach people or they had to talk to people like sometimes the way they speak online is how they speak in person mm-hmm. and I think there's like a weird illusion between them because of them being online so much that when they go out in real life that they forget that the online isn't real world and they can't separate the two so it's not like for example I've had a 
I've had some encounters with like my younger fans, like mm-hmm. that are, you know, not a good age to be knowing who I am. And mm-hmm. they'll come up to me and like want to take a picture with me and like want to talk to me. And like, I just am uncomfortable with those kind of fans. So that's what I mean. Like, they just have. Oh, no- I get, I totally get you. Yeah. I would I be. T- no yeah. Mind. That makes total sense. Cause, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I'm Generation X. So, um, I have watched so many things change through generation. So the millennial generation, I ran across like a little bit issues myself um, where generation X will usually just tell it like it is. But one time I was in a group, like I got kicked out of a Facebook group (laughs) and called misogynist because a girl was saying, um, she goes, Oh, it was like the holidays. And she goes, I'm going to get my boyfriend a, a love playlist of songs. And that's going to be my gift. And I said, and I said, I just commented. I said, sweetie, that's very nice and loving. But, you know, men are rather simple. Like if they like sports, give them, you know, a gift of sports. If they like, you know, a, a music concert, maybe get them tickets or something. You know, men like have their skills. you got to think like a man. And oh, my God, I got kicked out of it. And then the, the girl ended up. um she goes, I'm not going to think of what he wants. I'm going to think of what I want to give him. And like, it was, I was like, really like, I was like, what the hell? Like, it was really weird. But then the best revenge was two months later. Um, The girl had, you know, all the photos of her boyfriend or whatever. And this was a like a Facebook group out of LA. Oh, wow. One of those, like, I forgot what they were called. There was a, there's a series of groups. I hear about these Facebook groups. Yeah, it was a big group. I think it was something for the Valley or something. But um, the girl was single and all these pictures and you could tell they were broken up. And I said, I slid in her DMs. I said, well, how was that playlist? <laughs> you're petty. So I had to do that because they like they were like, you're so misogynistic. You're so like, I would hate to be married to you or be in a relationship. You're giving gifts of a. Like the favorite, because I would say if they have a favorite football team, they have a favorite basketball team. If a guy, yeah, their interests, like imagine you're, you know, like we all, I know I have my interests. My interest is Hello Kitty. Yeah. So you, <laughs> I would know what to give you as a gift. Yeah. And what you like anime. Want. So it's like, we, you know what I'm saying? That's you're reading the room. Yeah. Right. Right. Like we have our interests, like. You know, and men have their interests, too. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, but yeah, I, I did get petty. I will get I'm a Gemini. OK, oh, OK, OK. I love my Gemini's. Yeah, I do get petty when it is. But I'll be like, I'll speak the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's why I've always like walked on eggshell, not with all younger people, um, but like certain ones where it's like because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, is this OK? yeah you have to like see where you can be yourself with a little bit I'm a rising Gemini I'm a Pisces but I'm a rising Gemini so like I I feel for the Gemini's like I feel like they're misunderstood a little bit you know I don't think they have yeah no I I totally get it that's where yeah we are uh misunderstood where we do sometimes um say something off or whatever and it's not even meant to be like in a tone where people might assume it might be coming from a different place but it's really not yeah 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 and and uh 
So that was my experience, but I totally get what you're saying with the younger ones because uh, they do have to learn how to like talk to people, introduce themselves and not, and, and respect boundaries. Mm -hmm. Just self-awareness, you know, just put yourself in uh, someone else's shoes. Cause I think that's like what Gen Z really lacks a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, it's all about what they think is right for them which is good, you know, at least they're, you know, about themselves. But I also think they kind of lack self-awareness a little bit. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, So you're a big, because I heard on your podcast, you were mentioning about your cats. Mm-hmm. And then I think I saw a picture of one of your cats. She was real cute. Yeah, my white, my like silver cat, because she has like gray parts in her. That she, mo- yeah. Yeah. So you have how many animals do you have or? I have two that live with me, but then uh-huh. I have three that I take care of as well at my mom's house and my grandma's uh-huh. house. I don't physically take care of them, but I mm-hmm. financially, like if there was anything that happens like to the vet and everything, I help out with them because those are originally my cats, but I moved out and they were family pets. Mm-hmm. So like those are my other babies. Oh, my- I, I have, I have right now two family pets, two cats. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I won't get, yeah, I have a, one black black cat that oh. somebody abandoned from rover oh. um Sad. and he's he's such he's something else and then i have another girl cat that my daughter wanted at 10 when she was 10 and i still have she'll she'll pop up in a second okay so, but aren't animals great like just to- I, yes. I love <laughs> i love all animals like people think because i'm a cat person that i also don't like dogs and that's not true like i'm just waiting to get like the perfect house so I can get it. I want to go to a shelter and like, I want to adopt a dog and I want to get like a senior pet, like a senior dog. Like I want to oh, get a dog cool. that hasn't been, that's been at the shelter the longest. Like I told myself, I'm going to go to the shelter. I'm going to get the dog that nobody's picked and I'm going to take him home with me and I'm going to change him or her. That's I'm just like a, an animal lover. Like I have such a big heart for animals. Oh, that's something I, after, um, I had my dog. That's I applaud you on that. I I don't think I could have mentally like handle that. Like going to a shelter. Well, if they were in and I've thought about that, like if I get an older dog and the like right now I have just the two cats in my apartment. That's it. Um, The black cat, he's pretty old and I just oh. want him to be nice and comfortable. And he I wish yeah. he would come around. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes they pop up. Uh, but uh. I, it's just after the last death of my dog, I don't know if I could uh, handle. Oh. Yeah, I lost. I lost uh, my brothers. They had a a dog, and they had to put him to put her to sleep because she had cancer. So um, I, I I still get really shaken up about it because even though she wasn't my dog, um, just seeing her suffer. Oh, it was the worst at the end. I could imagine if it's. Yeah. So that's why that it's not me being cruel. Like, oh, I don't want to adopt. It's me. What I went through. I had my. It it, was. It was. um, It was worse than like my grandparents. They just um, last year, my grandmother. I have I have two sets of grandparents. Um, My both of my grandmothers died last year, about a month apart. But it. The dog was harder and I love my, you know, well, so much, but it was the dog, like 
that part of watching them suffer, it's just, I can't do that again. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm going to wait for, yeah. It's just, you know, the, I believe in like the animal, that's a, the animal distribute, like it's a word, like when uh, God gives you an animal, you know, it's because you were meant to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I had my, my dog, um, I used to dance and uh, for many, many years, that's how I got into this, uh, sex work. But um, I had a customer give me that dog a long, long time ago. And I, so I had him at a puppy as a puppy and then I had him till he passed. So I was the only owner. Aww. And yeah. So for me, like I, I, right after he, I fact, I have every, all his stuff right there, um, right beside me. Um, it, and that's why it's kind of hard again for me to get another dog, but that's yeah. just how, yeah. And I'm the same way. I love dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like on social media. Uh, if some more forget the kids and looking at the dogs. <laughs> oh my, I I'll show you a little picture of, um, I always tell everyone, look at my explore page. It's all cats. They're all cats. Like I only They're have all cats. Yeah. Like uh, you can't really see it, but I have oh. <laughs> and that looks just like my cat too like my cat looks like an instagram cat <laughs> oh, my explore page is all hello kitty that is cute <laughs> and it, it the stuff pops up and uh oh how cute yeah um it's all oh god let me not even look at that because then i'll be like trying to go to home goods oh oh yeah home yeah. Goods, marshall's oh i'll get in trouble um so bad but with the anime when you buy stuff with the anime it's mostly like online or there's particular shops um you know what I really don't shop online as much uh, my mom she does that like she'll buy pop figures all that online I like uh -huh. to go in person and I know exactly where to go I'll go to trade shows I'll go every it's LA. That's what I love about. This is why it was so hard to live in other states compared to here because we have everything. Yeah. So, no, um, I lived there for 10 years and I still, um, I say this over and over in my podcast, like there's still so many aspects of LA. I miss, I miss Koreatown. Yeah. Korean barbecue. Yeah. The Korean barbecue here is like the best. It's the best. Um, we have little Tokyo and then we have the Inland Empire, i.e. Mm -hmm. And over there, there's like um, Aniplex, which is like the 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 biggest anime store that's in Japan. They have one out here now. Oh. And they, there's just so many anime. Do they stores. have any Hello Kitty? <laughs> yeah, they do have Hello Kitty, too. Yeah, because Hello Kitty is really big in Japan. Like there's like cafes you gotta go to a, you gotta go to japan because there's a hello kitty cafe oh man yeah there's a pokemon I, cafe oh that one's really popular too the pokemon cafe oh it's really curated oh there's a sanrio theme park oh my god there's a whole there's hello a sanrio theme park yes yeah, my friends went when we were in japan because we had one free day mm -hmm. um, i decided to like spend it on shopping for my family like i was getting souvenirs anime figures whatever they wanted i was getting them in japan but mm -hmm. my friends they went to the hello kitty theme park oh my gosh you need to put that on your bucket list for this year you need to go to japan i would say go around may because that's like the, the weather is not that bad there's no tourists as much what's it like going over there the flight isn't too bad it's like 10 hours from la um super safe like i was wearing a skirt 
and mm-hmm. I did not get catcalled. No guys were looking at me in any way. Like I felt safe walking in Japan. Mm. My yeah. oldest is in Korea right now as we speak till the 10th. Yeah, because she taught English there for a period of time. Korea is like on my next list because the skincare there is. Just- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was calling me and then she's showing me stuff. And she went. Um, I forgot how much it was something crazy cheap. All the. Oh, God. I was, And then she's showing me. See, this is for this. I said, you can't get me another one. <laughs> they're just advanced when it comes to like health and beauty and they're super cheap and i think she paid for her glasses ten dollars yeah everything there's like really affordable too because you know our the inflation going on too and um yeah when i was in japan i was rich i was like i was rich i was like ten dollars here was like half of that in japan what um, yeah they the their dollar is really low they're they're right now um they're recommending people to go because it, the economy isn't really doing well so they're encouraging tourists because because of covid they were closed down for like three years <gasps> so they just opened up last year uh-huh. and without the covid um regulations uh-huh. so everyone's going to japan like everyone oh wow then i that's i'm gonna start looking because I think it's that'll be Korea too. Like your daughter can meet you um, from Korea to Japan. It's like a two hour flight, I think. Oh, it's so just a two hour flight? Two to like three hour. Yeah. Because I had a friend that went from Korea to Japan and then to China. Wow. And then the food. Oh, the food is the best there. Like I, I say my goal is to retire like in Japan. Like once I'm done learning Spanish, I'm taking a year um, course in Spanish. After mm-hmm. that, I'm going to take Japanese lessons. Oh, wow. I love like, I love Asian culture, but specifically, I love Japanese culture. Like I, I feel like I relate to it so much. Do you think it was the generation you were raised at watching anime that has brought you yeah. the influence? Yeah. And like the way that they draw their characters are like very voluptuous women. So mm-hmm. I was identified as that's how I came up with waifu Violet because I I'd like to say I'm like a real life anime character. Oh, and who, uh, how do you say how do you say uh, waifu waifu waifu? Yes, sorry. waifu. Yeah, sorry, I like. <laughs> um, so what does waifu mean? Waifu just means like wife, like that's my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm learning more and more. Okay, cool. Because I've seen that before different places, but I, I just yeah. thought it was like a character. Um, I mean, multiple characters. Yeah, there's like oh, okay. tier lists where people will rank anime characters and rank them. And there's a lot of beautiful characters like the like that's why I cosplay a lot, too, because the characters have like my body type. Yeah. So I'll want to like it'll be like the closest thing to kind of like being an anime character. In a way, that's kind of good that anime, like, in a way, was like a positive influence for you, I could say, because the girls were realistic, like curvy and all that. Because in my generation, I just had like a blonde Barbie. Yeah. And uh, it it did a little body dysmorphia for me. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah especially like, that era with the supermodels. and mm, Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good for me. So that's why I remember when I first saw you, I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, that was me <laughs> like 20 years ago. But 
because when I started in the business, like dancing and all that, I had to be blonde. I had to like, I cried to a plastic surgeon, like suck the fat out of my ass. Like, and he said, I'm so glad he said, no, he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. No. And, um, because of the time period that I grew up, it wasn't really now I'm like, everything's cool, but I did lipo my hips, which I regret. Oh, I really, really regret that. I really um, so regret it. But I did it because of the fact that I had a kid at a young age. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to go work, had to go, you know, just go into that, get that club working and hired and, you know, and I didn't want to deal with the complications. So um, I'm glad things have changed. You know what I'm saying? But it yeah. was. Yeah, society is changing back to that with like you know, certain figures bringing back, like, the tiny girl look. Because mm, um, of the rise of of the uh, Olympics and, like, glutide yeah. and all that stuff. So, like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of coming back, but I think this generation is, like, more accepting of, like, everybody. Like, every curve. Because I think what I love about this generation, too, is that um, I think they're coming to a point where they know people Photoshop their pictures. Like, no one really looks like their pictures anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think are starting to like accept more normal bodies like natural bodies like all types of bodies and that's yeah specific and yeah uh, you don't have now now you just you can be who you are and uh, um my cousin oh no i'll let you continue oh no 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 what were you saying about your cousin no i was gonna say because this generation there my cousin she um collects like bigger barbies and um like because the, like, the now they have curvy barbies like thicker barbies oh really yeah they're like n- like overweight barbies but they're not to me they're not overweight but they have like thicker mm-hmm. ones so they'll have like the little pooch the thick thighs so like every time we go to like a target or walmart she's like oh can you give me this barbie and it's like a chubby barbie you know so How like you yeah, it's really cute. And it's made by Barbie? Yeah, they have a chubby Barbie. And then also Mattel, which owns Barbie, has Monster High dolls, which are like, I don't even know. It's too much. There's too many toys. Oh, but I remember have, Monster High dolls. Yeah. Plus size dolls, too. So, like, I'll collect those for her. So, like, there's this generation is, like, becoming more, like, body acceptance. And now I've also noticed, um, I've also noticed, like, uh, yeah, guys, like for for it's weird. Like I always thought guys because of the way the strip clubs were and all that, I thought that's what they want. That's how you have to be, you know, yeah. you have to be blonde or whatever. Now it, I've seen where uh you know, guys appreciate more curves like mm-hmm. it, more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Not in my day it was like, oh no, you know, like uh I think it was more I've seen like um just more judgmental towards women and their curves. Yeah. I also think, though, the Internet, because you've got all these people on all these different platforms. So people follow who they like. And it, there's not like growing up, for instance, you just had three channels in my day. And what was on TV, whoever's in commercial, like my brain thought that's how everybody looked. Yeah. And the first time I went to L.A., I had a realization. I was like, wait a minute. Everybody's not white here. You know what I'm saying? And I grew up in Florida and I'm, you know, Latina. I'm Puerto Rican and Cuban. 
Um, I never saw any representation, but when I first moved to LA, I was like, wait a minute, everybody's Mexican here. Like everybody looks similar to me. Like, why am I not seeing this? I, I was, I had a different image than what really, but now that's finally coming out. Even in this, you know, even in the entertainment space, um, I feel like I also, I think that's how I got into the industry too, was because I didn't really see like a lot of people that looked like me, mm -hmm. um, especially when it came to like Latinas, there wasn't really that many porn stars. I feel like, I feel like it was always like the white girl with the big fake boobs and was really skinny. So that's what I thought was the standard. So like growing up, I thought I had to look like that, you know, but then as I got older, you know, social media was becoming more popular. I started to see like there's more people that look like me, more influencers that look like me. So that's why I, as like, you know, as me now, like I feel like that's why I, re I like want to represent like curvy Latina. Yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, like be a voice a little bit because I every time I go out because I, I live here in L.A., it's always like. Like I always, especially because I live in the area where there's like a lot of Latinos, they always like yeah. I recognize more by like my community. So like I'll have like my female, my female fans come up to me and they'll like thank me um, for like kind of like, I guess, representing them. And then, you know, that I'm like that person for them, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, you you are and you're doing a good job. Um, I love the female fans. Me too. I would. I love them. them. Yeah, they're so I, they're so nice. There's a girl that I met at Exotica. Um, she was a, like a professional dancer. And um, I'm always liking two females. There's another one, this beautiful Peruvian girl at the last Exotica. And she came up to me and I went ahead and shouted her out. And um, I felt so honored that she came. I felt like so don't you feel so honored, though? Like, yeah, when the, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's wow. Like I'm not saying that it doesn't feel like that with the male fans, but it's like mm -hmm. different because a lot of us women, we don't like, I feel like a lot of women will, will watch porn, but they don't know porn stars like that as much as men do. Yeah. I like more of everybody's aesthetics. Yeah. 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 I admire their aesthetics because in, so I don't really you know, I think women, yeah, we really don't watch porn, but I just admire the aesthetics of different people. And, and then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're doing that. And, you know, that's cool. But um, I love it when somebody like a female, because it's just females are so hard on each other. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, men are too. But like, I think when women are a little bit more meaner to us, it, it feels a little bit more. Yeah. Harder. And, and, and I think it's some of them are just some of them are in. See, I'm not insecure. Like there's people that I found on IG and they might be blonde and I'll be like, God, that's how if I was this is my brain. I'm like, if I was blonde, that's how I would want to look. You go saying or yeah. that's how I admire other females. And I think it's uh, I don't know. I just don't have uh, like jealousy towards other females in a way. And I don't know if it's from the years of being around a whole bunch of females and having to just be like cool. But um, yeah. So also you have your YouTube and yes. I see that you, you have your cooking show. Yes. I have a cooking show. How did you come up with that? And I love that concept because like this day and age, everybody's doing something 
and mm-hmm. nobody I really know of is doing any um, like cooking shows or stuff like that. It's cute, by the way. Thank you. I just came up with the idea because I was like, I'm obsessed with anime, obviously, but like anime food is its own genre when it comes to like food and cooking. Mm-hmm. So I always, whenever I watch an anime show, I always want to try the food. So my idea was like always to like, I know how to cook, but you know, not off a recipe. Like I just know stuff because of like things that I was learned that I was taught. Mm-hmm. So when I came up with the idea to do a cooking show, it was because I was like, I want to figure out what can I do? Like my YouTube channel is growing, but I need to figure out something else to do on it besides like just talking or doing vlogs. And um, I watched this one YouTuber, he lives in Japan and he has a cooking, like uh, he does like skits and mm-hmm reels and tiktoks and i kind of like wanted to make a long form content which right. is cooking for my channel so that's kind of how like how i came up with the idea to do like the cooking show and i wanted to bring like my friends too because i wanted to i wanted to be a safe space where people um can be themselves because a lot of the people that i brought on my channel they're either in the industry or they're in a different industry and i just wanted them to like express like themselves and like show their personality show me their cooking skills and like also you know show off their like social medias too like right a lot of us they see us like obviously we put ourselves out there as sex objects and stuff but Mm -hmm. realistically like we have personalities we're people so that's kind of like how I came up with the idea to bring my friends along with the show too because I wanted to humanize them a little bit more like yeah I love that so much because you know how it just gets old like the same podcast the same questions the same it's just old and I saw the episode with Ricky and Jody because they're my friends and that was yeah that was cute and I just thought I was like wow this is this is, you know, I've, I've seen that one. I saw that episode a while back whenever it came out. And then I, um, when I researched you, I watched the current one, the morning after, which is really, really good. Um, I thought it was, it was great for generation, um, Z for role models for you guys. Like that would be top podcast, I think to recommend to any younger people. Um, but the cookie, I like, I like that because we have to keep on growing as a brand. Yeah. And I wanted to my goal with that cooking show was to eventually have somebody like want to buy it mm-hmm. so I can be- have a bigger production and you know I can have it on a bigger network so we all start somewhere like I eventually that's like the goal I have with the cooking show so I'm actually gonna start filming like the second season I just gotta like make a list of people that I want to have on the second season like kind of people who are also in that space where they want to because I had a lot of other guests in mind, but a lot of people don't really take uh, social media serious. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously to grow your your platform, you have to do things that are safe for work too, because that's- Yes. So that's kind of like, you know, the tough part is like finding people who are really serious about also YouTube, because YouTube is a great platform. Like I feel like um, why I stayed like in the top and on like, the on Pornhub and all of that is because I put in a lot of work outside of the adult work too. Yeah, no, no, no. That's very, you know, that's kind of why like I would 
so I love stand-up comedy and I came up with my comedy podcast, but I'm it's kind of challenging because I'm not a comedian. And then the other part, this podcast gets school, you know, um, I'm getting more downloads because of the nature of the episode, but I've been fearful in the past of putting it on YouTube because you, you know how YouTube is. Yeah. The censoring and stuff. And the, especially if you say who you are too, sometimes they'll shadow ban you. Yes. Yeah. I've been shadow banned. So I've been shadow banned on meta for just sharing certain people. And then I've lost my on Facebook. I've been monetized and I've lost it for somebody tagging me at Exotica. And so now I'm at, now I'm at a very weird point because it's like this show's getting me downloads. I do love it. I, you know, I like doing it, but you know, I want to, I've been in the sex worker world since 1995 and I want to do other stuff, but it's like, I wish, you know what I mean? So I think I applaud you for what you're doing um, because it's very, very smart. And uh, you just, you have to take social media Nowadays, you have to take it so serious. Yeah. And yeah, you have to, especially if you want to stay relevant too, because mm-hmm. there's trends. And I don't think social media is a trend. I think it's here to stay. It's another form. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's either you get lost or you get or you jump on it, you know? Right, right. And you have to like, it's, a seven day a week job, it's not going to be, yeah, you can't just take a break from it. You, you have to, you know, beforehand, you have to be creative and you have to, the big thing is not copy anybody. Yeah. To a certain extent, because, you know, you can definitely get inspiration from someone, but I think Mm -hmm. people catch on to when you're like not original. I think the people that really stand out are the people who are themselves. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's so true. Because, yeah, you, you what I mean, copy is like, I kind it kind of cringes me when I see um, other sex workers copy other sex workers. Yeah, because it's like no originality. Yeah, it's like, hold on, that's stay in your lane. This is my deal. You know? Yeah, I know. That's how I felt in the beginning when like, because I've always watched on me. It's not like a trend to me. Mm-hmm. So when I saw certain like creators um like try to tap in the market just because they saw that anime is like a huge fan base Mm -hmm. um it's like just be yourself you know or if you're gonna get into it get into it like don't fake it you know right right don't do for just for the uh for the money or the clout you know Mm -hmm. you gotta have passion in it because i feel like I've seen a lot of people do that and like anime fans are very harsh like they'll like clock you they'll tell you oh well, no that's what with that shirt they clock yeah me they're with- like all right well who's that character on the you know what I mean yeah and I wasn't even trying to when I had that I like I, were, yeah. yeah no I innocently was you know my kid was gonna throw it away I was like, oh, give me that shirt. I can clean the house with it. That's my. <laughs> Just like a lazy shirt. Yeah, a lazy shirt. And then, you know, when when I was doing TikToks, I gave up when I, well, I have a, I have like three TikToks, but I don't really like kind of gave up on that TikTok. It's like, hard to like, sometimes I'll go, I'll post a lot and then I'll stop. I'll post a lot and then I'll stop just because the algorithm is just. Once they know who you are, they'll like shadow ban you for a couple of weeks and it like discourages you, right? Yeah. Well, no, what happened with me is 
um, when my breasts were bigger for Nochebueno last year, I posted like what I was going to eat and cook or whatever. That was it. And then they banned me. Oh. And I'm like, I was talking about, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So we eat like pasteles. We eat different. We eat different foods. Um, and I still have that same video is on my IG. IG didn't give me trouble, but um, TikTok. And I said, uh-uh. and then somebody wanted somebody was like, oh, you can pay this person to get it back. And I was like, you know what? I'm too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just not going to do that. Like, forget TikTok for me, because it, it just wasn't. That's the only platform that I'm like, forget about it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Which I, mean, I have free, but I'm just like, mm -mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a platform that's kind of like it, it's you have to. That's a that's I'm still trying to understand it, too. Yeah, it, it's just um, I think you're very smart with YouTube, what you're doing. Yeah, I love you. I've always wanted to be a YouTuber, too. Mm, was it because of growing up and stuff? Yeah, because I grew up watching a lot of YouTube. So I think when I got old, like I was vlogging since I was in high school. So like, oh. yeah, I still have like all my vlogs on my old, like on my very first Dropbox because uh -huh. uh, I just I don't know. I grew up watching YouTubers. So, like, when it came to, like, where I actually wanted to pursue it and take it more seriously, I just felt like it was just something I already knew and wanted to do. Right, right. Now, what was the one that, um, who are those two guys that they try out different food and they're from North Carolina? I can't think of their names now. Oh, they tried different food? Ren, not Ren. Ren and... It, there are two guys from North Carolina. They're white guys. My daughter used to watch it when she was little growing up. And I started watching it late. And then I was like, God, Ren and um, now I got to Google this because I'm so. Oh, I saw these YouTubers. Well, I but now I'm sitting there watching it every once in a while because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's nice. No politics. And um, Ren and not Stimpy, Ren and. Uh, God, what are their names? I can't think of their names. But they're out of Burbank and they're both from North Carolina. One is um one is like a like a I want to say a country singer of some sort. So I'm trying to see if I could Ren and Link. I don't think I've heard of them. No. Rent. 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 Yeah, rent and link. R-H-E-T-T -T and Link. I feel like I maybe they I have would... five million subscribers um my younger daughter used to watch this and then now they have like look international dunkin donuts taste test um or they'll like we're gonna try all oh, the oh yeah i do know who they are yeah like uh, I, I have seen their stuff their content yeah they're yeah i used to watch them too they would like so, review different types of food. Yeah. And now like as an adult, I feel kind of bad because when my kids, my daughter was younger, I had to just work all the time. So here, look, worst tacos, who made the worst tacos? Yeah. So some, sometimes when I want to clear my head, I'm now watching them They're and I'm like, <laughs> and I, and my daughter goes, I used to watch that when I was like 11, mom, what do you want? <laughs> it's funny <laughs> but I was like this is really a kind of a good like family YouTube like yeah it's very safe for work 
Yeah, but it was it was kind of good, like the way they brought in, like the they bring in they bring in the different food, or like they'll do what's the best Petra Pepperidge Farm cookie, or what's the best chocolate chip, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and when I want to clear my mind, not all the time, you know what I'm saying? When I want to clear my mind, when there's like too much going on, I watch them. That's funny because <laughs> it's just you know with everything going on in the world, you just need to watch something that's like entertaining entertaining cute like especially in the business that we're in at the end of the day you just want to like lose your mind you know what I'm saying? yeah so it's just that's just one of the um because i i've subscribed to a lot of youtube because i'm always watching a lot of podcasts what's your currently your favorite podcast um i listen to I listen to a few people. I think like the the first one that pops to my head is like um, I listen to Under the Influence. It's like my two my a couple of my friends they have that podcast and it it's like kind of like similar to ours but in a different way. Like they're they talk about different subjects, um, mostly like with life stuff. You know, like stuff that mm-hmm. happens in your life. I listen to like the Truth Talk podcast um which talks about like conspiracy theories and uh, I love that kind of stuff so um and then Rodden Mango she's like she talks about true crime um what else there's like a bunch of podcasts but those are like three podcasts that I oh I was on that true crime um <laughs> I was like for a moment like right when the pandemic happened I discovered uh Bailey Serene isn't her name Bailey Sarin? The murder, mystery, and makeup. Because oh, yeah, she does her makeup, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I could never get into I have ADD. If you didn't already notice that. Um, and you know, like I wanted to be able to do my own makeup and perfect it or whatever. And I think it was during the pandemic, but I couldn't really get into the typical makeup artist. So I watched her and because she had a story and then she was doing her makeup, like that's what held my attention. Yeah. It's like you're getting ready with them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but with her, it started to turn into the, the, like I started enjoying true crime for a bit, you know what I'm saying? And then I went, then I found somebody else, Christina Randall, and she's good. She's a little bit conspiracy and it feels like she's your neighbor. Oh, okay. She's like a comfort. Yeah. Like, but she, she talks to you and she's got like a little Florida twang like that. Her name's Christina Randall. And, um, and then I like that she was a stripper before, okay. like in the past. So I really relate with her. And uh, it's something about some of those YouTubers when you do some of the YouTubers or podcast people, when you relate to them, you're like, that's kind of like why I started mine too because I wanted people to like see a different side to me but also like relate to me too because you know like there's I feel like I can be relatable too especially growing up in LA mm-hmm. and growing up in a city where you come from immigrant parents and all this so like I identify with stuff like that that's like relatable and I think that's what like audiences like too yeah, especially like in LA, um, I totally get that because the tenure, the time period that I lived there, um, I felt very welcomed by the Mexican community. 
Yeah, that's very one thing I love about the Mexicans. Like, they're very welcoming. Like, my my family does the same. Every time they meet someone, they make them feel like, you know, welcome. And I don't know. I've I've been I've met many different people in different cultures and everything, but I think Mexican culture is like very inviting. Yeah, yeah. And when I first, um, because I said like I was from Florida, I moved over to LA, and um, my daughter, she's full Cuban, she when I moved to New York, she didn't really want to go. And right now, like she's living in Vegas and I see where she's just, a she's so immersed. I always tell people, I go, Oh, I'm Cuban and Puerto Rican and Mexican by injection. Um, but my daughter is really, cause growing up, she's really, really immersed in the culture. And she has like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm, I missed like now I'm back in New York and um, and I'm on the East Coast, but I just don't f still feel that welcomeness that I used to feel. Mm. New York like, is you know. kind of like, I feel like when every time I go, it's not really, it doesn't feel like that. Everyone's kind of like on their own, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're very, they are very much on their own here. And um, I just, man, they, there was things I always talk about LA. I'm like, I miss it. I love it. But I haven't, I've been back like a couple of times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been back and I know a lot of people, but I just um, moving back. Um, it was kind of meant for me to move over here when I did, because then my father died. Um, so it was like, you know, stuff happens in our life. Yeah. And um, but I had a wonderful experience and I think my youngest, she'll end up back in L.A. So who knows? You know, Violet, can you tell my audience where they can find you and everything? Yes, so you could find my YouTube channel at Waifu, W-A-I-F-U-V-I-O-L-E-T, Waifu Violet, linktree.com slash Violet Myers. You can find my Instagram, my Twitter, my OnlyFans, and all those official websites on there. So it's a little bit easier because I have a, a bunch of different usernames for everything because, you know, these fake accounts will take my real name. So it's kind of hard to like yeah. get a real match with everything but you can find everything on linktree.com slash violet myers yeah and my name is marcella alonso you can find me on youtube facebook and instagram marcella sobella um if you'd like to see this episode and more of the episodes for get school or my other podcast sunday funday please go to marcellasobella.com thank you so much violet for coming on get school thank you so much for having me on okay